This is episode 35 of Spiritual AF with Pixie Rose, the podcast for people going on their spiritual journey, knowing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Spiritual AF, I'm Pixie Rose, and this episode is all about fairies. I'm really excited to share this episode with you because this feels like my roots. This feels like, well, it is why I started my business, was sharing this message about the Fae. So I'm so excited to share this with you. But before we get into this episode, going going deeper into everything about fairies and all the different types of fairies, I just wanted to share a quick message with you about my up-and-coming courses. My first course is called Discover Your Intuition, and this is for those at the beginning of their spiritual journey. So if you've stumbled across this podcast and a lot of these topics that I'm talking about are things that you've never heard before, then maybe check out my Discover Your Intuition course. This course is for people that would like to learn about how to be more mindful, how to be more meditative and learning all about those foundations of tapping into your own intuition. These topics that we go through, whether it be your energy work, clearing, grounding and protecting, getting to know your spirit guides, working with your pendulum and learning how to enhance your empath abilities. These are all things that help to get to know yourself and help discover your intuition. My second course is Enhance Your Intuition, which are for those that have been at this spiritual game for quite some time and want to really enhance things, really up level and really tap into their intuition in a big way. So this course, we cover 15 topics over eight weeks so many amazing topics. We cover psychometry, we cover mediumship, we cover channeling, tarot cards, tuning into the collective. There are so many amazing topics in this course. It's going to blow your mind and I cannot wait to share both these courses with you. So please Check out the show notes. You'll see my website there and you can find all of the course information. And if this is calling you, then follow that calling and check out my courses. I know you're going to love them. So first, I wanted to talk about a little bit more about my fairy journey. As I've shared in episode two, this fairy path has been a big one within my life. So as a child, I was always really obsessed with fairies. That's pretty much the only way to describe it is I loved fairies so much and it was almost all I cared I cared about really as a child. So we grew up, me and my sisters, we didn't grow up the richest of people. We really didn't have much at all. Like I don't remember having many toys or anything I did have, you know, maybe some of those, not even Barbie, like (laughs) the cheap Barbies, like the $2 version of Barbie. Um, Yeah, that's what I had. 
and a dollhouse. Even for a long time, I I had my own dollhouse that I made out of a cardboard box. Like that was legit how I grew up. So I just loved playing with my fairy friends. And these were described to me as a child as imaginary friends. But I would play with them like they were my playmates. And, and it just always felt really good. It always felt good to be surrounded by these fairy friends. As a child, the thing that I wanted the most was a fairy-themed bedroom. So, you know, you'd watch movies or, I don't know, I don't even know, like, or maybe it was when I visited other friends' houses or whatever and you'd see all their stuff and I just thought having a theme to the, to a room, like, that was so cool <laughs> and I just wanted a fairy bedroom. I wanted a fairy doona cover, which I eventually got, but when I, when I first asked my mum for a fairy themed room she she did her best but she got me like a ballerina duna cover (laughs) and I just remember feeling so disappointed I'm like ballerinas are not fairies like this is pretty you know like she definitely prettied up my room a bit (laughs) but ballerinas are not fairies (laughs) mum And this love for fairies just stayed with me. So I always had lots of fairy books, you know, little fairy statues, anything to do with fairies. I just absolutely loved. Even one of my fondest memories as a child was going away. I actually think it was the Buchan Caves or... Yeah, I remember going back to this place as an adult and trying to find this beautiful fairy shop. But I remember going away on a little holiday with my family and I would have been like 12 or something. Like the fairies just stayed with me that whole time. I was just like, I freaking love fairies. And going into this beautiful fairy shop and everything was fairy themed and there was fairies everywhere. There was like glitter floor it was amazing and I just wanted to live in there so yeah I've just always loved fairies so that's a really good hint if you think that you may be an incarnated fairy did you have a fairy obsession (laughs) and I'll explain a bit more about that incarnation and how I discovered that so I grew up thinking that fairies were probably real because I definitely felt very connected to them. And as I mentioned, I had these fairies around me that were very real to me. I could see them and I could talk to them and I could play with them. And then they did fade as I grew older and probably part of because people told me that they were imaginary. So I feel like they faded in my sight And that connection faded because I was told that I was imagining it. But as I continued to grow, I still loved all things to do with fairies. Anytime something came up about fairies in a movie, I loved Tinkerbell. Every dress-up occasion, 
I would dress up as a fairy. I have multiple, multiple photos of me throughout the ages dressing up as a fairy. Even for my year 12 muck up day, I was like this, this little goth fairy. <laughs> and, um, and you know how at, on muck up day, or those listening overseas may not know what th- that is, but here in Australia, when you complete your, your high school studies, so we call it VCE here in Victoria, when you get your VCE, you get to have a muck up day. So it's just a really fun day and you get to muck up. You get to play pranks. You get to do all these fun, crazy things. People usually like, um, or more so back in the day, things change over time, don't they? (laughs) But people used to throw um, flour on each other and um, yeah, water and flour. And it used to be a big mess, you know, like a big muck up day. So for my muck up day, I yeah dressed up as a little little goth fairy with my black and red wings and my little tutu, and I threw glitter around everywhere. <laughs> Biodegradable, of course. But yeah, so that was that was my version of my muck up day. Just always had this connection to fairies, and then I became an adult. I turned 18. I started working and I was always living independently. So it wasn't until I'd had my son, so my first child, and I think it was in between pregnancies. And I went off to a psychic expo one day. This was a little day out for myself, which I didn't get many of those before I left my husband. And I went to this psychic expo and I walked around and I found a reader that I felt called to seeing, someone who I felt, yeah, I, you know, you just get that feeling when you go to an expo, you just feel called to, you know, getting a reading from a particular person or not. And this person, I'm pretty sure she just, actually, I don't even think she used cards or anything. But it was honestly the most life-changing reading of my life. And I've had so many readings and I just did not expect for my life to be changed in such a dramatic way. Like it completely put me on my path, which is why I have been offering readings. And I'll share more about that very, very soon about my up-and-coming offerings But this is why I believe in this service so much because sometimes you just need an outsider's help to reconnect you and steer you back on your path. Because as I mentioned, I knew that the fairies was something, it was a constant theme in my life. I wanted to be a fairy. And then I sat down for this psychic reading and she said, you have fairy blood. This is why you've been drawn to all things to do with magic. And it was like my, like, what is that emoji? <laughs> that, um, like mind blown. <laughs> that, that mind blown emoji came up. And I was like, 
yes, of course. And it just made complete sense to me. And of course, it seems like the most random thing, right? Like <laughs> you have fairy blood. And I was like, oh my God, I do. I knew it. <laughs> I knew I wasn't making these things up. And it was just amazing. So so I had that reading and I it reignited my love for fairies and it yeah, I just got that confirmation that I always knew. I always knew and and she just confirmed it because people told me that I was making things up and people told me that I was crazy at times and all these different things. So it's hard to trust when people are telling you something completely different. You want to believe other people. You want to believe your parents and the adults around you. And most of the time they're doing the best that they can with what they've got. But I really don't believe we should be telling our children that something that is real to them is not real. I think that's very damaging. And it would be interesting to see how my life turned out if I didn't have that experience, if I stayed connected to the fairies the whole time. So throughout this discovery of learning that I was a fairy, I started getting this calling in doing that intuitive work. It's something that I've always been doing, as I've shared on the podcast many times, I've always been very naturally intuitive and have always given readings to the people in my life. And I wasn't feeling lifted up by the work that I was doing. So I was running my own business called Happy Changes, which was all about selling environmentally conscious products for young families. And I really believed in that business and that business was doing really well. It was just an online store. And I would get orders, they'd give me money, I'd send them products, but it just really wasn't lighting me up. So I really wanted to find a way that I could connect with people because I knew that that lights me up. Before that, I worked in mental health and I absolutely loved it. I just love connecting with people. So I thought that doing some intuitive work and getting paid for readings, getting paid for something that I naturally already knew how to do was just, it it just seemed like a no brainer to me. So I launched my business Pixie Steps and I started, and I did do a bit of prep before that. I did some, you know, psychic development courses and different things like that, which definitely taught me new things but mainly just reinforced and helped me build on confidence but I launched pixie steps and really felt like this fairy path was my calling and I received a download from my fairy guides that I eventually found out that it was my fairy guides but I didn't know who I was receiving my intuitive information from at that point. But I was told that it was my mission to help awaken the Fae. And this is why I'm really excited about this episode and sharing this information with you because I don't know if I've steered away from the path, but I'm coming back to it now. I'm coming back to the focus on on fairies and these enchanted realms and 
helping people remember that magic exists. That's really the basis of Pixie Steps and the basis of the message that I want to share with people, especially today in this episode, is that magic exists and you are connected to that magic in whatever form. So whether or not you resonate with the Fae, and if you're listening to this episode, I'm sure that you do in some way. So I started receiving all of this information about fairies and how it all worked because I knew then that I was an an incarnated fairy. So an incarnated fairy or when you're incarnated is is like reincarnation so we know that when we pass away when this life ends a new life begins eventually after some time in the spirit realm recentering yourself and making sure that you've learnt your lessons and got a good plan for the next life ahead and then you incarnate in a new form So most people that explore past lives, they go through that first layer of past lives, which are earth lives. And we all, many, many of us, there's only a very small amount of new souls on this earth. And they range from, I would say the oldest is potentially in their 40s. But there, yeah, there has been a huge wave of new souls that have come here for a specific mission. But apart from those people, we've all had many, many earth lives. So we've had lives as, you know, rocks and plants and even the elements, animals, so many, so many animal lives. Some people say that the last animal life we live before human is actually a horse. So we go through all these earth lives, you know, through all these different eras. You know, some of us have very, very ancient souls. But I believe that we are multidimensional and interdimensional beings And we've not only had earth lives, some people may have only had earth lives, but if you feel connected to these other things like fairies and mermaids and unicorns and all these magical creatures, then you've probably had a life as one of them. And if you want some more context for this episode, feel free to go back to my Enchanted Realms episode. So maybe that's a good place to start is just a little bit about the Enchanted Realms. So when I discovered that I had fairy blood, I started, I don't know if it was from the Doreen Virtue book. It was potentially from a book that Doreen Virtue had released. And feel free to check this book out. I'll definitely link it in the show notes. But I know that Doreen Virtue is on a different path. I feel like she is still connected to the fairies now because I know that she's released more later things that are still connected to the fairies. But Doreen Virtue's not... She doesn't promote the use of her oracle cards or anything like that. 
but I really did enjoy this book that she wrote quite some time ago and she spoke about the Enchanted Realms and she had her own version of Enchanted Realms readings and these different connections, these soul connections to these different realms that people could have. Now, I I have my own version of of the Enchanted Realm, so definitely check out episode 3 if you want to learn more about that. Cuz today I'm focusing on the fairies. So, I do believe that the fairies live among us on earth as well as other creatures, and some cultures are more open to that than others. Of course, here in the West, we're always a bit late to the party. (laughs) They want to try and keep us as uh, simple-minded as possible. But in other cultures, fairies and elves and different things like that are are really honoured. And that's a big part of this, actually, because if you do a little search in a YouTube around connecting with the fairies, you will see a lot of negativity. And what I want to address about that negativity is if you do not have a soul connection to the fairies, then you do need to be cautious of them. And I say that because if you do have a connection to the fairies, then you will have an innate respect for them. The fairies are the caretakers of the earth or one, you know, an aspect of the earth. But the fairies are very much about the natural order. So fairies not only encourage connection to the earth, but it is essential to their life force. So that connection to life within earth and nature, that is their life force. So when that natural order of nature and that life force is disrespected, as it really is in a big way on earth in many places, the things that we are doing to this earth are terrible. And the way that the fairies respond to that is very badly. So if you harm this earth... And there's lots of stories around the way that fairies have responded to, say, when people cut down trees. Bad things can happen to people because fairies have this nature of, about them of, um, in a way, taking karma into their own hands. And, you know, they're, they're sticking up for their tree friends because the trees are as living as you and I. That is the way that the fairies think of life and nature. It, it is living. So why would you kill it? And, and as I mentioned, there's definitely some, some pretty intense stories that I'm sure I can get into in another episode because I don't want to get too much into the darkness. But fairies are okay with darkness. Fairies have quite a balance of yin and yang. So a lot of people may think that fairies are just free and loving and sweet and kind and nice. Like fairies are not nice. And even that, I want to unpack that nice statement. There's somebody that I'd love to have on the podcast. Uh, Her name's Fleecy Malay and she talks about not being nice 
on her YouTube channel because nice is not necessarily something you want to be. You want to be kind. If you are kind and respectful to fairies, then fairies will be kind and respectful to you. But if you treat the earth like a piece of garbage, like a lot of people on this earth do, then be prepared for a response to that and and a karmic response to that. So those are the fairies that are connected to earth and there is also a fairy realm. And even that history of the fairy realm is is a whole nother podcast episode, I would say. Because today I do want to focus on if you feel like you are connected to the fairies, if you feel like you're an incarnated fae. So there are many different places where your fairy soul connection could have stemmed from. And the way that we discover that is by finding out what kind of fairy you are. So as I mentioned, fairies are very connected to nature. So the types of fairies are also very connected to nature. And I have my own sort of names for them. You might come across other people that have different names for them. But the first fairy that I want to talk about is a flower fairy. So these are people that obviously feel that connection to the fairies, but very much love flowers and roses. You know, they're probably really into their um, oils, their perfumes. These fairies create tinctures out out of the plants. They're all about plant medicine and just have that really shamanic connection to the fairies. And even that, like, shamanism is something that I'm learning more and more about but I've learned that there is a shamanic connection to the fae and this is really connected to that flower fairy then there's a garden fairy which are those that instead of filling up your garden with beautiful pretty flowers you are more connected to growth of fruits vegetables different things like that so you have an amazing green thumb you can just grow anything just so simply and that's part of your magic so each type of fairy has a different type of magic but a garden fairy is someone who's really big on food nutrition of course fairies are I would say fairies are definitely vegan. <laughs> so the garden fairy is is a healer with food. Food is medicine and they have this innate knowledge about that. They love they love cooking, they love gardening. They they spend hours and hours in in the garden. This You'd probably also feel really connected to like a garden witch as well. And often the witch and fairies can go hand in hand as well. I know that there are some witch karmic connections that still need to do a bit of healing. So if this topic is a bit triggering because you may have come from a path of paganism or different things like that, 
I know that there are different pagans that feel really uncomfortable by the fairies because they have karma there. And again, this is probably another whole episode too. So I'm really excited that I'm kind of really feeling like there's going to be a whole series of this fairy conversation on the podcast. I'm really excited about that. And I hope you are too. Please let me know. Uh, Feel free to follow me on Instagram and tag me if you love this episode. I'm still going, of course. But I'd love to hear if you want to hear more about the fairies, okay? So the next fairy I want to talk about is a star fairy. So as I was learning more and more about the fae whilst connecting with them, or something else I wanted to mention as well with the garden fairy is I channel the fairy collective and when they come through to me they come through as a smell at first and they smell like yeah flowers and fruits and just this beautiful sweet smell comes comes along with them so the next one is I call it a star fairy and as I mentioned as I was learning more about more and more about fairies as well as learning about star seeds and the different star family connections that people can have soul connections to their star families i had this sense of the fairies being in that category so i feel like because all of these other collectives all of these other star seed collectives or councils they all know each other you know the lyran beings know all about the fae you know the syrians the octorians they all know about each other so the fairies aren't just in this other playing field they're all interdimensionally connected and this is really because of those star fairies So the flower fairy and the garden fairy and uh, the earth fairy or forest fairy as I call it, which I'll talk about next, they are really connected to the earth and the ground and they they do like to be connected in that form because as I mentioned, that's their life force. The star fairy is more connected to the stars and the moon. So fairies move around using portals which I talk a little bit about portals in the the Enhance Your Intuition course. And I'm sure it's going to be something else that we can talk more about in the podcast as well. But that's the way that most beings travel is through portals. And the Star Fairy is a frequent flyer and a frequent user of these portals because the Star Fairy is not very grounded at all the star fairy moves around constantly they're like the gypsies of the sky the gypsies of the universe and they just really don't tend to stay in one place for too long at all and all fairies are like that all fairies really do like to move around but the star fairies in particular will will really have that gypsy connection about them they just love all things um stoic all things connected to the stars. You know, this this star fa- fairy is really connected to astrology and all of that. 
So I definitely resonate with the star fairy as well as I've always called them the forest fairy but could also call this one the earth fairy. So the way that I've always visualized my home planet of the fae is remember that movie Fern Gully? So this is a kid's cartoon movie, which obviously I freaking adored as a child. And I still need to rewatch that. Oh my God, I'm going to write that down because I need to, yeah, that's going to be a family movie night movie, I think. Now the, the setting of that little animated movie was said to be inspired by Australian forests. So I love the forest. I love like the rainforest and, you know, just going to places and there are so many trees. I feel deeply connected to trees in particular. So the forest fairy is obviously deeply connected to trees. The forest feels like home and I go to these places so I feel at home and this is where I go to ground myself. The forest fairy or the earth fairy is also really connected to animals. So all animals, all creatures, all bugs, all sorts of things, they just feel so connected. So again, like this veganism theme is definitely held very near and dear to fairies. If you if you feel connected to the fairies, I would definitely say that going vegan is going to enhance that connection because there's no way that a fairy would be consuming animals because they have this this beautiful love for all of life that's what fairies are ultimately is a love and an honoring for life and the magic of life so a lot of forest fairies are also going to be environmental warriors, real activists. These are people that are going to chain themselves to trees and not let them get cut down. These are people that feel deeply hurt, like in grief over hearing about trees getting cut down or the fires that we experienced at the end of 2019 here in Australia. I'm still mourning from that just feeling all of those trees burning was just heartbreaking for me. Another fairy that you may resonate to is an underground fairy or a cave fairy. So there's a place I visited as a child called Buchan Caves here in Victoria. It's also on our list to visit, to do a channeling there as well. But this place is also known as the Fairy Caves. And when I went there as a child and I was told that we're going to the Fairy Caves, like I just, being there just felt so good. It def- I definitely felt such a strong fairy present, presence in the Buchan Caves. And this is the place where these underground fairies would live is in caves and different things like that. This also ties into that fairies are okay with darkness. Fairies are not all love and light. There's a lot of people out there that are all love and light. And it's honestly 
yeah, never resonated with me. Because fairies are okay with darkness and they know that it's important to be in that darkness as well, especially these underground fairies. So again, if you feel that connection to the fae, but you may have a bit of a Maleficent vibe to you or this, you know, how I mentioned I was a little goth fairy. You may feel really drawn to that sort of goth vibe and you might wear a lot of black, but yet you still really love glitter. (laughs) So the underground fairies are definitely the ones that are really good with those deep conversations and you know, they they definitely, I would say, are not as social as the other fairies because fairies can be very, very social. They're very social creatures usually. There are also winter fairies. So fairies are, as I mentioned, very connected to nature and, and the elements. So I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Tinkerbell movies, the little cartoon Tinkerbell movies. So a lot of these fairy movies and shows and books, they, I've said it before on the podcast, but nothing is an original idea. There is truth in, or some kind of truth, a part of truth in everything. So there's one Tinkerbell movie in particular, and she meets like her fairy sister and she's a winter fairy and it's a really beautiful movie actually (laughs) even if you don't have kids check that one out it's really sweet and and yeah so winter fairies obviously come to life through winter and they where they travel so they would just move to places that are in winter so they'd spend some winter you know, they'd spend some time here in our winter in Australia and then they'd take a portal, (laughs) take a portal, (laughs) they'd use a portal and go to the other side of earth and spend their winter in Canada while we're in summer here in Australia. I've always said that I'm not a winter fairy, (laughs) but I really appreciate winter fairies. So they the winter fairies are the ones that create the magic around. So here in Australia, we don't get much snow, but when we do, I love to take that opportunity to spend some time up on a mountain and enjoy the snow and the magic of winter. And that's what I see is I, that glitter of the snow. That's what the fairies' job's all about. It's just looking after every every part of nature and looking after them while they rest for the winter but yeah winter fairies definitely have a very important job to do and there is so much magic around winter so my imaginary friends that i was told when i was a child or my fairy spirit guides is what i call them now they are connected to the elements. So I have a fire fairy, an earth fairy, a water fairy, and an air fairy as my guides. And it is the water fairy in particular that gives me my intuitive information. So 
the fairies are very much connected to the elements. And something that I saw recently, which actually blew my mind in a really sweet way, was there's this new show on Netflix and it's based off, again, this animation called uh, Winx, I think. And I can't even remember what it's called. It's called Winx uh, Fate or something like that. And and it's really amazing because it's a fairy school and the, the fairies, uh, they're learning about how to use their magic. Because as I mentioned, every fairy's magic is different. And yeah, and all of these fairies were connected to the elements. So the main character is a fire fairy. And I even had someone who went through one of my courses and she was connecting to one of her past lives as a fa- as a fairy and she was a fire fairy and yeah fire fairies are fucking intense like they but they have a role like fire isn't is important it's an important element and it's something i'm exploring more in my up and coming oracle cards so you'll definitely be hearing more about them but yeah, so the fairies are connected to the elements. So you might feel connected to the fae, but are also really into water. So it can be a bit confusing. It can be like, well, am I an incarnated fairy or am I in an incarnated mermaid? So you could be a water fairy, like a really intuitive water fairy. You could be both. You could be a fairy and a mermaid. And more on that in another episode as well. Learning what kind of fairy you are is important because it helps you learn how to ground yourself. It helps you learn what feels at home for you. Where can you go that feels like home? And that's an important thing to have, especially if you are, say, a star fairy. You may feel a strong connection just looking up at the night sky or looking up at the moon. And on that topic of the moon, all fairies honor the moon. All fairies are divinely connected to the moon. And this is part of why I've decided to launch my new membership, the Lunar Temple. So Unfortunately, right now, I'm not able to provide my intuitive guidance and my readings. So instead, I'm offering a group membership. So all are welcome. It is only $25 per month. And in that month, we connect live on Zoom. Or if you can't make it live, you can access the recorded video. But we connect to every phase of the moon and I'm able to provide that intuitive guidance in many different forms. But whatever guidance you're seeking, you will get an opportunity to receive that from me in these live Zooms. If you're interested in signing up for this membership, as I mentioned, it's only $25 a month. And a special little incentive that we're running at the moment is the first people that sign up for this membership and stay with us for the next couple of months while my oracle cards are getting published, you will receive my oracle cards as a gift. 
So let me know if you're interested in this online membership, the Lunar Temple. The link for it is in the show notes. Check it out and I can't wait to connect with you there. But fairies are natural healers. So fairies remind us to connect to our inner child. They get us to play and have fun. They have a beautiful, light, sparkly energy to them. So if you are an incarnated fairy, you may have certain personality traits. You may find it hard to settle down either in a job, a house, a relationship. You just find it's really tricky to to stick to one thing. Fairies love to travel and experience and have fun. So you might have a really strong connection in doing that. So when they stop having fun, they will move on. So if something gets a bit boring or... Yeah, probably just a bit boring. If, if they're not enjoying themselves, then they will move on because fairies are all about living life to the fullest. Fairies have a massive sweet tooth. So this is one way that you can honor the fae. And I'll also link to you guys. I did a, a great channeling with a friend of mine, Michelle, called Interview with the Fae on my YouTube channel. And she talks about how you can honor and Give And you can pay your respect to fairies and welcome them into your home and space if you'd like to. But one way that you can do that is by leaving nice vegan treats out or some lovely fresh fruit. So fairies have shiny object syndrome. So this is why we love glitter and we impulse buy anything sparkly. You know, a lot of fairies just love pretty things. As I mentioned, I'm more of a forest fairy, so I kind of rather, I just love being in green. Like I just love green being all around me. So lots of like houseplants, but most fairies, especially if you're a flower fairy or a star fairy, you love to keep your home environment looking really beautiful. Lots of lights, fairy lights, lots of glittery things and shiny things. Fairies are very airy, creative people. So this can often make them late to events or occasions because they are just very much in the present moment. So they can be busy even just daydreaming and manifesting things or they can get fully immersed in a creative task, especially if you're an air fairy. And as I mentioned before, fairies can definitely be feisty. So don't fuck with us. (laughs) Now, I hope this information has been helpful to you and helpful for going through your journey with the Fae. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if this resonated at all. And there's definitely going to be more episodes around connecting with your fairy heritage. So remember... Even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always regrow.